So I want to share a quick story. It is not my story. It is the story of somebody that I have had the opportunity to serve. And while this interview with Valerie Cobb may be focused on revenue, sales, approaches to helping small and medium-sized businesses realize success, there is an underlying message in how we support and mentor our teams to achieve amazing results. I have just finished an assignment with an amazing client for about 16 months. And when we were done and we achieved the goal, the CEO of the company gathered us all. And he said, when we came together and said we wanted to achieve these certain results, nobody on earth could have figured that we would really actually realize them. But he said, in 18 months, we have done this and we have grown by that and we've hired these people. And now we're about ready to double our revenue, et cetera. Oh my, the joy I felt in the room being just part of that experience. But the message here is the ability and the agility of working with small teams, small groups, small operations, small businesses. There are so many small operations in the U.S. and abroad. If we can just focus on giving people the tools they need for success, the mentoring, the coaching. Think about the exponential effect we can have on a greater community and a greater good by just focusing and supporting small teams, small groups of people for amazing success. I am grateful for the opportunity to be in service to such clients, and I am also even more grateful to have people in my network, such as Valerie Cobb, that is also doing the noble work needed to help the companies succeed for tomorrow. Let's listen. 99% of the businesses in the United States, and actually, incidentally, in the UK, are small businesses. Businesses can change lives faster than government can. That promotes jobs if a group is successful because that organization gets that flywheel, that momentum that happens that builds more. And being in revenue, you have tangible results very easily. You know, you're either growing or you're not. Marketing's either getting lead gen or they're not. The story, everything that a sales team might be telling or on your website might be telling or customer service or any of those things or new product, your product being launched, the market tells you whether it's successful or not by the response, right? As we go, we get really tangible results that then is coachable and you see really great success from that. Welcome to the Drop-In CEO Podcast. I'm Deb Coviello, and as the Drop-In CEO, I drop into businesses and assume the CEO role to enhance the human element and increase the results they achieve. This podcast is about bringing you conversations with expert guests who have achieved their greatest results built on a strong foundation of purpose, values, and elevating people. If you're a business leader, entrepreneur, or even just getting started in business, join us as we build the skills you need to achieve your goals. Hello, I am Deb Coviello, founder of The Drop-In CEO, and I am so grateful to have another amazing guest on my show who will share their insights, inspiration, and a lighthearted conversation that hopefully we may inspire you. So if you do love this episode, and I know you will, we appreciate if you rate, review, subscribe, tell others 
so we can continue to bring you amazing program. And just know, I have a sweet spot for those aspiring C-suite leaders, those who are in the C-suite today, and those who are in it tomorrow. I am here to support you navigate your business and career with confidence. And so now, I am so excited to bring on to the show Valerie Cobb. Valerie is co-founder of Revenue Northstar and also president of Lodestar URL. She has been an expert in sales and marketing, business development over a very long and rewarding career. But the reason why I really wanted to bring her onto the show, first of all, I think she's a really cool person. We also met through the Fractional Professional Association. I think there is something that our listeners can glean from thinking about business models a little bit differently and leveraging the power of so many experts out there and bring them in to your organization when you need them and for as much as you need them and get some high rate of return. So it is my pleasure, Valerie, to welcome you onto the show. Oh, thank you, Deb. It is such a wonderful time to be involved in this. And we'll talk about that a little bit more later, but thank you for having me on the show. And, and I couldn't agree with you more. We were just talking before we jumped on here that I just came from a client today. And every time you go, even though you may not physically hug, it just feels like a hug when you're going in there doing the purposeful work for a short amount of time and just knowing you have made a significant difference in the trajectory of their business. But let's just, it's all about you today. I know you want to talk to me a bit, but your story. I mean, I would really, really love, you know, what brought you to this kind of work? What was that pivotal moment that you realized you wanted to do this fractional work in service to others? You know, there is lots of pivotal moments in our lives and everything. But as I started to sort of reflect on history, and I've been in a CRO, chief sales officer, chief revenue officer type of role for, gosh, 25 years in my full-time equivalents, I went through a journey in life that said through self-discovery that businesses change lives faster than government can. And that was through a Vistage chair, believe it or not, at one point. And I was just kind of like, because you're trying to figure out why you're in business, what you're doing. And we all know about Simon Sinek's why, right? Everybody, and that's been done even before Simon Sinek, but he's pretty famous for it, right? And trying to figure out what you're very passionate about. And being involved in revenue, you also are over sales teams as well. And quite often, it goes down a journey of, believe it, psychology, you know? Why do people buy? Sometimes I mentioned Catherine Brown a lot, and she wrote How Good Humans Sell. But one of the things that was so interesting is some of the self-loathing behavior that sometimes revenue teams have about their customers, right? Their customer didn't call me back. And that means that my belief is this kind of self-limiting behavior kind of thing, right? So as I started to think about business owners and the fact that 99% of the businesses in the United States, and actually, incidentally, in the UK, they are small businesses. And as you talked about that beautiful warm hug when when a job well done is, you know, that kind of thing. Well, if businesses can change lives faster than government can, that promotes jobs if a group is successful. 
And that promotes because that organization gets that flywheel, that momentum that happens that builds more. And being in revenue, you have tangible results very easily. You know, you're either growing or you're not. Marketing's either doing their, you know, getting lead gen or they're not. The story, the everything that a sales team might be telling or on your website might be telling or uh, service, customer service or any of those things or new product, your product being launched, the market tells you whether it's successful or not by the response, right? And as as we go, we get really tangible results that then is coachable and you see really great success from that, right? So a lot of times your small businesses, those CEOs and founders or those entrepreneurs that are just starting out or whatever, they know that they can talk about their product, they're passionate about their product, but they don't know how to scale that product, right? And when I talk about, I'm only in the revenue space, Deb, you're in the operations space as well, right? I'm not talking about how to build the product, but more how to scale it to the marketplace, right? And then to say, okay, entrepreneur, this is great. You want me to come in and you want me to help you do this. Where do you want to be in five years? And you would be shocked at how many don't know where they want to be in five years. And and in fact, some get even CROs and chief sales officers mixed up with VPs of sales. But it's the future focus and building the teams up under that scale is what they they are sometimes lacking. It's just willy-nilly. And I'll get with some that go, wow, we don't know how to repeat what we're doing and we can't get sales teams to do the same thing. Or we don't know how to tell our message to a marketing group to be able to get it out there properly. Or we don't know, you know, those kinds of things. And so I just saw this really big need. There's a lot of fractional CFOs. There's, I mean, marketing, those guys have been fractional for years on end. Why not be part of a leadership team at the fraction of a cost of a full-time equivalent CRO for these small businesses that need that help, right? That execution piece, not just here, I'm consulting you on how to do this, but literally rolling up your sleeves and going in on the day-to-day in and out stuff that they're working with and help them get there. So that's short, long, in between. (laughs) But it's great. I felt like you were telling my story as well. It's one of those things that, again, we have had the opportunity. Again, your resume is amazing. You know, the percentages you've been able to turn companies around. It's a great resume, but I will tell you, I too, I left corporate. I did some soul searching. I said, I want to do the same work, but I want to do it where I'm valued and people want to hug me. I like being hugged. (laughs) And so (laughs) I found the small and medium-sized companies with leaders that are aware. I've been dealing not so much with the entrepreneur, but a mature-ish business that is going through a change. And they too just have the awareness, I got to do something now or I am not going to have a business later on. And that's when they bring me in from an operations perspective. Now I call myself the drop-in CEO, but it's whatever that CEO, C-suite leader needs. So I don't hear many CQOs. I have a huge quality background or COXO, operational excellence, make it better, faster, cheaper, but I will be whatever they need at that time, when they need it, for the amount of time, 
I'll finish up a project, maybe be on retainer and just keep coming back because we've been able to partner with them and help them see the future, even if they can't paint it themselves. Yeah. And you talked about turnarounds. So using the example of an entrepreneur, that one's easy. The turnaround side of my business is really kind of what we've been talking about, right? And when we say small business, the classification in the United States, what is it under 500 million is really the the classification for a small business. So you're actually talking about some of some sizable businesses. Some of them are getting funding like if it's a brand new product line, some are getting funding for 300 million, right? And so it depends, but there is that little bit of when people have stalled or they just don't have any kind of direction, that's where I like coming in. That is my favorite spot, right? So maybe they were successful. One company I worked with years ago was a 30, I call it a 30-year startup, right? Because it was <laughs> 30 years old and it needed a facelift. I, <laughs> I'm a woman, so I'll use facelift as the example, right? But that's just for me, not for you, Deb. <laughs> for me, you know. I maybe you need a little a little lift, but when you're going in and focusing on building the right teams, and again, I I know that you focus on all the different areas. I try to focus on one of the biggest pain points, which is usually when they've stalled. It's their revenue side of the fence that has something, you know, whether the product is not viable in the marketplace anymore. And we've got to go into new product development and start through the stage gate processes and do ideation sessions and, you know, bring in outsources to like yourself and everything to help even sometimes in those ideation sessions, right? Because I'll grab everybody around and go, okay, what, what do you see from this website? What do you see in the messaging? What do you see here? What does it say to others? So a lot of that requires some history. There are so many beautifully intelligent people out there that are trying to get things across the finish line, but maybe just don't have the experience or just grasping, right? You know, they just don't know. And yeah, I'm in that. Okay, 25 years. So now I've had this experience and it, this, and it's just kind of paying it back a little bit too. So what I really love about that is you're just so much more than just helping with the sales. You've got various titles, whatever they want to call you, chief revenue officer, but you really are a strategic partner. You just roll up your sleeves and say, yeah, let's just like look on the fringe. Let's just look outside of the sales organization. What else isn't working right? We might actually have to start over here before we even get into working on the revenue strategy. Amazing. Amazing. So Curious, you know, you have your own practice for which you are dropping in <laughs> and helping people <laughs> reach their revenue goals, but you have a larger aspiration I'd love for you to share because you know what? I, I almost feel like I want to ride the same bus. We've got the C, fractional CMO organization. You're going to be doing something absolutely amazing. And I too, I don't see a lot of fractional quality leaders, fractionally OPEX leaders. We're kind of under the guise of consultants and that sometimes has a bad rep, but tell me more about how you really want to make a bigger impact. So you mentioned Revenue North Star, and I'm a co-founder of Revenue North Star. So as I started this journey, 
I did my five-year plan and that is a little bit, that's kind of like, well, how do you, how do you actually do this? I usually start with pressure testing their business case for a five-year plan as if they were an investor, right? And I go through and say, are you shooting high enough or are you shooting too low, right? So as I started to kind of come across various fractional leaders as well, I realized that, you know, sometimes people think a sales leader, a marketing leader, because revenue, the four arms of revenue is usually service, sales, marketing, and new product, right? That new product, right? Then you have operations that pull up, you know, making the product, moving the, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so I started to see a gap in how leaders get their own lead gen. So we're moving in. Remember, we went in the great resignation. Everybody's going, holy crap, we can't get anybody. And we still can't. And then people are scared right now of a recession. We're always going, if we prep for recession, there's always lines of businesses that are excelling, right? But what I have noticed as as the market has grown for this fractional group is almost any of my counterparts, even a CRO or a, a chief sales or even a VP of sales, a lot of times they've been in the leadership track so long that they can run the metrics, they can do all those things, they can do strategy, but they cannot get their own leads. They cannot figure out how to do job placement all the time. Because remember, in the fractional space, you're almost like on, you're almost job searching on a hyper level all the time, right? You've got to have it in your pipeline, right? All the time. And so I started, when I was working with some people, I started, they would start asking me for my process or they would start, why did you all of a sudden have all these clients in like three seconds? And I was like, well, you've got to have a full pipeline. You've got to have, it was just the typical sales steps that I thought anybody in any covering sales would know that kind of thing. But knowing and executing are two very different things. And so as I started to think about that, I approached a gentleman, his name is Marie Wilkinson, and he's working out of the UK. And we were, I was monitoring ITR reports, if you're familiar with ITR reports, economic indicators. I love them dearly. They have been accurate for over a hundred years at 93%, you know, and as this great resignation came up and people were looking for jobs and they couldn't find top talent, but then top talent also couldn't find jobs fractionally, right? I went, oh, well, maybe there's this great company that can be built that literally, it's not quite an ESOP kind of environment, but that literally, I place them, they make great bank. The companies that I place them with, I have vetted and made sure that those companies are the right fit. Because I'm also a generalist. I've been in everything from manufacturing to heavy equipment to healthcare to you name the spectrum. And some of them started to ask me, hey, I'd pay you if you would place me in companies. Because there are other groups that do have, you can sign up for several, you know, hey, we're part of fractional group and they will then put you kind of on this job board that if something comes up, then we'll do this. The difference is we are actively always recruiting companies and placing, and then we look 
if you join my team, we are looking to make sure you have a full book period of work. We want you in there integrated as their fractional part-time leader executing. And we want you working for probably five, three, you know, four to five different companies at a time. And you have job security because we're constantly backfilling that and adding new revenue agents, but we won't even take them on if we don't place them with five companies, right? If we're not going to be able to place them. This is an amazing model. It sounds obviously totally win-win-win for everybody, you and your partner, the companies that are served, and then these exceptional leaders. It takes out that element of maybe they don't feel they are confident to be able to create their own pipeline. And that sometimes could be the reason why people don't even start their own fractional company or they say, let me go back to, you know, within a corporate environment. But I wonder once you get this model down pat, could it be replicated for the other fractional leaders that people might need? COO, CFO, CEO, CQO. Let's start talking about that. <laughs> it, it actually, it actually could because that does seem like there's this most brilliant people. And I found they're like, wait, you can sell yourself and you can sell to company, you know? So I think that they could do it. And I think most can do it. The challenge is you're working full, t- you know, you're working, you're filling your docket full of companies that you're working for, right? When do you have time to lead gen? Who, who takes care of the devs out there, right? Who takes care of when your contract is over, then what do you do? If We all know that if you have a gap in your pipeline, if you don't nurture it at 30 days, 90 days later, you have nothing in your pipeline, right? So how do you get to a point where you can focus on your businesses, Deb, that you're doing and not have to worry about finding the next job, right? And not be on just a job board where, you know, hey, yes, join us. And forever we get this, that's great. As long as you know that you're going to also have always your pipeline full to backfill, right? Well, that's quite enticing. And I can't wait to hear more and have you back on the show to talk about when the doors are completely open. Because I just know there are so many experts out there that would jump at it because they know they, they want to serve. They know they're good at what they can do. I'm sure they like the variety of servicing many and making a bigger impact than just working in a larger corporation. So very, very rewarding for all. It is. And Deb, you're like spot on as an example, right? Because you are that leader that wants the warm hug. You really want businesses to grow. And you really do have that sort of, it's this calming thing that when you go into, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, kind of wild, right? <laughs> Let's and, keep going. And you're, you're like, this nice blanket of reassurance to these companies that you're going into, right? Because you have had that breadth and depth and and that experience in corporate America that makes it so, and your ability to translate that because some different stages, sometimes you can't translate it, right? It's like, well, wait, I need my team. You actually have that, wow, I can translate it to a small business, a medium-sized business, a you know, a whatever size business. And so it's like perfect for the the fractional space. It's exactly what 
the fractional spaces, like that drop-in CEO, that or whatever the C level, you know. <laughs> and and I think to piggyback onto that, it's like it's not a cookie cutter approach. Yes, we have our templates, our spreadsheets, our tools that we go to, but you know, if we just did that, I don't think we would get the business or the warm hugs. We might get business, but not the right clients. I think what they sincerely appreciate is we treat them as an individual. We see what makes them unique and what really works well. And yes, there are important books on the shelf here, various other systems where you can plug and play if they got nothing. But I think they sincerely appreciate when we say, you've done such great work up until this point. You've got a great culture. You've got a can-do attitude. Let's evolve your company, not throw out what you did. And I think that's what the fractional leaders come in is we come in caring. We are that warm blanket, but also we get you up and running and push you to meet those five-year goals. So I wish more people would recognize that this is an, a business model that they need to evolve to. Well, and you're, you're 100% when you just said that. There are systems and processes out there that those companies have to tailor to. Right. And you hear that way too often. It's like even with, oh, throw out everything you just did and follow this process. And I, and I love when I blend challenger, EOS systems, great game of business, all of any of like Jim Collins, good to great, the flywheel, all of these, all of these things, but then also all the sales methodologies. Yeah. That's what makes you, that's why you're seasoned. You blend that. You tailor it. You personally tailor it to their environment, not the other way around. And I will hear that all the time. Well, are you going to come into my company and just make me do your thing? And it's like, absolutely not. That is the differentiator, right? We customize it to your environment, how you are doing that. But we get you back on track or get you on track. If you even weren't on track before, you know, we get you. But that's what I love about what you're doing. That's fantastic. I, I appreciate that. And and where do I send the check again? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. I don't know. Yeah. No, it, it it's not. I love the genuineness of what you are doing because it isn't a check written. I mean, I'm not getting paid to be on your podcast right now or to endorse. But the industry needs, you know, you've got the work from anywhere groups, you've got the great resignation, you've got the world evolving, people threatening things with recession and war and all these things. You need some of that seasoning to say, this is how we weather this. This is how we make it through this. I've seen this before. We can do it, right? And your voice is so reassuring. I want people to connect with you because if you are somebody out there that is just feeling mm, I'm stuck I'm we've done well but now mm, I'm not so sure I want everybody to reach out to you and learn more about Valerie so how can people connect with you and any last closing thoughts that you want to share with our listeners I'm on LinkedIn a ton so obviously they can look up Revenue North Star on LinkedIn that might be the easier way there's tons of Valerie Cobbs on LinkedIn I'm sure I don't know. I haven't looked, but you, know, you can also directly just go to our new website, revenuenorthstar.com. And yeah, I'm very responsive to people because I like hearing their stories. Sometimes people are like, well, they won't connect, but I love connections and I love connecting with people. So those would be the best way. 
once they connect with me on LinkedIn, they can get email addresses and all sorts of fun junk like that. So, (laughs) and fun junk. I am following all that stuff. It is amazing. And, you know, Valerie and I will probably like continue to talk after we hit the pause button, but she is truly a delight to get to know as a person as well as a professional. So Valerie, I just want to say thank you so much for being an amazing guest, an amazing partner, and I do wish you continued success. Thank you, Deb. Thank you for listening to the Drop-In CEO Podcast. My new book, CEO's Compass, will change the way you think about leadership, navigate rapid transformation, and elevate the leaders of tomorrow. If you're feeling off track, the CEO's Compass Assessment will guide you to peace of mind in days, not months. You can learn more about the CEO's Compass by visiting my website at dropinceo.com. Now go out and lead, inspire, and achieve your goals.